From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, I played as many 929 releases as I could, and we're going to break down all those releases that are coming out this month of October. Folks, I think they finally fixed it. Dumb money, good movie. <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 399, 90, whoa. <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 391, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about all the video games coming to us soon in the next couple of weeks and everything else. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Trey Booty Chaser Johnson. I'm Jeremy Cyber Sleuth Mikowski. I'm John Double Wonder Knitter. Mm. It's uh, episode 391. We have like eight weeks till 400. That's crazy. Or no, nine weeks till until 400 that what is that like three months two months christmas time a month and a week yeah we gotta well we hit it before the end of the year i think so yeah i mean not a month and a week there's not eight weeks in a month or two two (laughs) months a week yeah yeah. two yeah two months in a week months a week yeah Yeah. anyway we're back again to talk about video games and all that let's start off the shows we normally do and talk about games we got and games that we've been playing Uh, actually, I finally had some time to sit down and play some games. And as I said last week, there was a bunch of stuff that was released on uh, 929 Thursday, last Thursday. And I tried to play as much as I could. I didn't. I didn't make it to the Sonic uh, Frontiers DLC yet because I was kind of a. Uh, I was kind of afraid because I've heard that it's really hard <laughs> from some people online. I, but I do have it downloaded. I I, I put my because I have a physical card. I put the physical card back in there and redownload it, whatever. So. I'm interested to try it. I know there's like new playable characters and all that stuff, but I've been distracted by other games. Mostly uh, Disney Speedstorm, which came out Thursday or Friday. It's free to play now, and it's fucking great. Like I've played, I've pre- I've played everything that's available to play as of right now for free. So I got through like six chapters of the single player mode or whatever. I've played a lot of it, and it's quite good. I'll have to say, it's um. Yeah, it's uh so that so it has an in- introductory three chapters where you start off as Mickey Mouse and you go like every time you complete a chapter you unlock a new character. So at the end, towards the end, I have like six or seven characters now unlocked. But you get you get Mickey and then you get Donald and you get Goofy and that's the first that's the first three chapters as it like as the tutorial mode as it calls itself or like the beginner courses or whatever. And it kind of teaches you how to play the game. And then after you get past that, there's a season. There's the seasons and it's on season four right now. Which is um, which is like Aladdin themed. So there's a whole lot of Aladdin stuff. There's a there's a Cave of Wonders track that's really cool. Um, it has this uh, has this pretty fun uh, dance mix version of a whole new world that I that I'm totally into, and I'm totally gonna put this on on this episode. I've been playing a lot of Jasmine actually. I like I like her. She's a she's a good racer. She's got a high top speed, good acceleration, all that stuff that I like from racers. But I I, I unlocked a bunch of I have Mulan. Uh, I have Meg. Uh, what else do I have? Uh, 
I, I I have a Mickey Mickey Donald and Goofy. I have I have Aladdin also and locked him. I think I have Jafar too. But you uh yeah, she goes it's basically like a it has like a you know, a story mode ish. I mean there's not really a story, but there's basically a line of challenges that you do, you know, and you do one thing to unlock another thing. And there's like three different objectives for every race that you do, and you get a medal for each objective that you do. And you need a certain amount of medals to unlock like the next race and so and so on and so forth. And that's basically how it works. And when you get to the end of the chapter, most of the time you'll you'll go up against a new racer that will become usable to you after that. And they give you they give you these little like um preview races where you get to try like racers that aren't available yet like i've played as the genie from from aladdin like i did a genie match uh who else did i play as but there's there's ones that you know if you want to spend money which i haven't spent money yet but uh you can you can spend money to unlock characters early like that sort of thing but you can play a lot of it for free and i have not i've not spent a dime on it i've just but i've been enjoying it i actually was playing it today while i was editing the expansion pack and like I said, I've pretty much exhausted all the things that are available to me right now. And you have to wait. I have to wait like two days or something for more content. So that's kind of annoying. If I could just pay for more content, I would. I would pay to unlock the rest of the season because I've been having so much fun with it. But check it out. I uh, encourage both of you to check it out. It's free. It's totally free. It's made, it's made by the people who did um, what's that other one that I can never remember that I loved that was on there. The other racing game that was free. You played it, John. Yeah, Asphalt. Yeah, the people who did Asphalt. So it's done really well. Uh, it's a, and it's not a Mario Kart clone. Like it has much different uh, items than than that, and it's got different mechanics. Like uh, you can charge your weapons, which is pretty cool. And there's different like classes of racers. There's like some racers are more like about combat. Some racers are more about speed or like defense or whatever, that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, there's different there's different types of races that you can do. It, you I, you do kind of see yourself racing like the same track a lot, I would say. But it didn't get like too boring to me. But there's some real, there's like a really cool Toy Story track that like takes you through the house and all that. You know, I love like those sort of things when you're a little thing in a big giant world. You know, that's like normally human size or whatever. So, yeah, I've been I've been I've been having a great time with that game. It's uh it's free and it's totally worth it. Check it out. It kind of reminds me of like Chocobo Racing if it was done like right, <laughs> like the uh, the the online portion of it. Because I remember playing that and it was like you basically have to get all of this stuff to unlock Cloud, and that's like I'm never even gonna get that amount because like. I get like such a tiny amount of, of unlockables every time. But this you actually get a decent amount of stuff that you can buy things to upgrade and you can upgrade your racers also and you can and you can up, uh, you can uh, unlock uh, pit crew members that that will up your stats as well like other characters that exist like within the franchise or whatever you can put them in your crew and they and they'll make you go drive faster and all that. But yeah, no it's uh, the races are really really good and it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. I uh, yeah. Do you have any questions about it or are you just going to continue to stare at me blankly? You know, I- I don't know if I was ever that interested in it, but uh, you know, hearing you talk about it enthusiastically and it's free to play, I might just uh, go ahead and give it a try. I think it's a solid racer, and I think they give you a lot of stuff for nothing. So it's worth it's worth checking out. You could download it on all of your different systems if you wanted to, Jeremy, because it's free on everything, I believe. You could play it on PS5, 4, Switch, whatever. Play it on your laptop, play it on a pregnancy test, you know, whatever. Actually, I don't think it's, yeah, available. I don't I don't think it's available on that. I only will, I will only play as the Star Wars characters. They're not in there. I'm not really. really not playing it. Yeah, Jess was actually asking me like like why do you like this? You're not that big into the into the Disney characters. I'm like because I like the developer because I like the other racing game so much and the racing part is sal is really solid in there. It's fast. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's challenging. You know, and it's uh, is it, it furious? Um, no, it's it's very nice. It's, I'd, I'd want to play games that are angry at you. That's that's mean. You know, if I wanted to get yelled at, I'd watch a 
TikTok or something. But yeah, no, it's uh that's definitely one of my picks of the week. But the other the other things that I played, I played the Tetris ninety nine, Xenoblade Chronicles three event, of course, you know. That's pretty that's to be expected. Had to get that had to get that thing, that border for that, whatever. The theme has great music as I expected. I'm still not very good at it, but I tried it. You know, played it for a half hour, however long it took to, to unlock that shit. Uh, I got Rise of the Triad. That's the, the uh, whatever, old school FPS game that I had been looking forward to. And I forgot how fucking weird that game is. It's just it's just a weird, weird game. Had you played it before? Oh, yeah, I played it in high school on, on PC. But it's been, but I haven't played it since then. So it's been like, I don't know, how old am I? Like almost like 30 years since I played it. So it's... <laughs> it said it's something in the vein of Doom, like kind of that or quake like that era of graphics i would say it's between doom and quake like not quite quake like it's like the characters are sprites like they're not they're not they're not polygonal um you can't jump but you can aim but there's these little springs that you walk over that shoot you up really high in the air so there's like a lot of gameplay around that which is really weird where there's different levels in the game so you'll walk on a thing and it'll shoot you up high to another thing and you walk around like on the top everything is really open like it all it's like really really open areas you know there's not really like rooms it's like a big giant open space with a lot of stuff around it and you have like unlimited uh you have unlimited like a regular handgun and unlimited machine gun but like your uh your explosives are not limited or are limited but that kind of that's that's nice because you don't run out of ammo you know a lot of times i would you know, you run out of ammo on these, you can't kill anybody. But yeah, it's a, it's a weird game. Like, I forgot, like, how how strange it is. And yeah, you're supposed to be, like, part of some, like, CIA group, and you're, like, hunting down these, like, Nazis or something like that. You know, as it, you know, as it was. As was the style at the time, right? You know? But it's a... Uh, I was I was having fun with it enough. Uh, there's different, you know, there's there's different expansions and different DLCs that came out at different times. Like, the, I think the first, the regular one, is only, like, three levels. So maybe when I finish that, maybe it'll be different after that. I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean, it's exactly what I wanted. You know, I just wanted that weird old school first person shooter game, and I'm not, uh, I'm not that upset about it. Not as upset as I am about this next game. I don't know if I'm necessarily upset about it, but I got Forgive Me Father. Also, got the double dose of uh, first person shooters. The one that looked like the cool comic book. That was the new one. Yeah, it's like um, it's it's a uh, what do you call it? Um, what's the 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 racist horror writer? Um, uh, Lovecraft. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's oh, you know it has yep. it, it has the Lovecraft style uh, stuff in it, and it even has a little bit of Eternal Darkness in there too. It has a sanity meter that changes depending on how many, how many times you've gotten hit or how many people you've killed, like that sort of thing. And there are a little bit of like uh, sanity factors that incorporate into it, where like the graphics kind of change depending on what your level is. The the annoying like the game looks beautiful, like it, it looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, the thing that annoys me is that you can't save any like whenever you want, and the, and the checkpoints are really spread out. They're very far apart. And the game really likes to do, like, traps, like, where you'll get attacked by 20 people at once. So, like, there's a lot of parts where you'll, you know, where they'll be like, here's the end of the level. And you walk towards the level, and then there's a door that shuts, and then there's 30 people that run after you. And you're expected to, like, live through that without saving, you know, because you only save, like, once per level, like, in the middle and at the end. So it's, like, kind of... It can get really annoying in that way, you know, because you have to repeat a lot of stuff, and it's kind of like, okay, guys, you should just let. I mean, I'm playing on medium. Maybe if you play it on easy, you can save whenever you want. But it was kind of a little. It was getting a little irritating in that way. Also, there's there's no motion control, which you know, it's not a total deal breaker. But I always like when there's motion when there's motion aiming in uh, in first person shooting games. Like it makes it a lot easier to play. You know, I feel like so many games have had it that every everything should have it. 
So it's kind of depressing to not see it there. And I've been, I was playing as the female character and her voice acting is awful. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh my God. It's so bad. And, uh, you know, like I said about like having to repeat things. So I'm in like the second level and she says like these terrible lines and I die and then I come back and I have to hear it again and again. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go into the options and I turn down the voice volume all the way down to zero. She's still talking. I'm like, what? I'm like, what is this voice volume for? If it does not turn down the voice, like whose voice is it? The bad guys? Like I didn't, there were still voices on there. I turned down the voice volume. doesn't do anything. So I'm like, what's, what's going on here? I don't know. It got, it got reviewed pretty high by most things, but it's, it's a, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to stick with it, but I totally rage quit it last night. I was like, okay, fuck this game because I just kept dying at the same point. And it's like 2023. Like uh, I'd, maybe you're trying to be more old school, but put some, put like save anywhere in there. Like, come on. That's the way I like to play these sort of games. I like to like, you know, save, like I'll save like pretty often. And I just like try to see how far I can go on like 10% life or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Like I like to do that, but especially like how this like has all these traps where you get, where you get attacked by a bunch of guys at once. Like it's, that's not fun if you can't, if there's no save point before wherever you got to, you know? So that's, that can be kind of irritating. So that sucks. Did you play, did you play the new tracks on F-099, Jeremy, by chance over the weekend? The Queen League? Yeah, I tried those. Uh, they're hard. Yeah, but oh, so I what, think what, what that you think? at least the first few times I played them, I did a little better than I had been doing, just because other people are having a harder time with them too. At least initially, like I said, it was like the first day they were available. But yeah, I thought it was fun. For I'm still sure. hanging out of that B plus. I can't get past B plus. Yeah, I was I was able to find um to find your stats, and your your way you're doing much better than I am in the game. So <laughs> I was able to look at because you can look at your friends' stats and stuff like that and see where you're at. And you you are at a higher level than me. I'm at a B. I was at a B minus last week. I just made it up to B. So I'm not quite a B plus yet. But I looked at like your stats and all that. And you are you are in a higher position than I am. It's nuts because you'll get pretty high up. I've got almost to where I was about to get to the A minus, and then you when you win, you know you even if you defeat all three of your rivals, you still it's still I still feel like you gain far less than you lose if you like if you yeah so it's like i agree with that yeah messing up is pretty brutal the higher your level is and it takes away your it takes away your uh your ranking it's not fun the only i I was trying to i was determined to get like all of the races you know from the queen league like just like play them once so they're unlocked or whatever and uh i I, i'm missing one i'm missing white land too that's like the only the final race of the queen league i don't have that one yet but i have all the others so I did get those, and I and I was having a harder time getting through the Grand Prix, you know, because I would do. I had like one. I was doing one where I got like 14th, and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing great. And then I just like, and then I was playing upstairs, and there was like a noise or something, and I got distracted, and and then I just fucked up, and then I got I ranked out, you know. Or I was playing like Mini Pre last night, and I just, you know, I was like, I was like two seconds away from crossing the finish line, and the and and it's like, and I got zapped away, you know, by not being in the high enough position or whatever, you know, it was like just barely on there. So, but I've been trying, if, if you go to, uh, if you go to the records on the game and you go, um, I think you can go to like, forget, I forget where you find it. Cause I, I thought there was, there was a spot where you can just look at like what your friend's stats are. I like just looked at it the other night and it'll show, it'll show you like where everybody is that you're playing against. And I was like, Oh, I am not, uh, I am not that far. Oh, it's leaderboard. Press, press a minus to go to leaderboard and then go to, Oh, filter. You press Y, go to filter. It'll show you your friends and where they're at but it doesn't oh, have cool. you it doesn't have you on here you're not here yet maybe you haven't played this week yet because this is the weekly leaderboard oh yeah i haven't played since late last week because it shows um 
somebody from Nintendo World Report that I'm friends with on here has a shit ton of points and at skill A. But you're not on there yet because I think this is just a weekly. But yeah, that's where if you want to compare yourself to your to your friends, that's how you do that. But yeah, no, it's a. I mean, what I mean, what did you think about the new levels? The the, the Mute City too is kind of interesting now that it has that big circle in the middle. Like I just thought that was kind of different. And you can you can like go straight through it if you jump up on the top on the top uh, driving thing at that exact time, and it's a really good uh, shortcut to do while you're on there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like. I just like that. There's more stuff that are already showing that they're supporting it. Hope they keep supporting, and I hope it stays available to play for quite a while. They're doing a they're doing a Grand Prix uh, weekend this again this weekend. They've been doing Grand Prix weekend every weekend since it came out, but Grand Prix weekend yeah. is basically there's a Grand Prix available every thirty minutes. So that's pretty cool. So hopefully, uh, I won't be as tired and I'll be able to play it this time. But uh, no, I mean it's it's still and I've been playing uh, I've been playing the Super Nintendo game also and like playing like the harder races on that to kind of tr- to kind of practice you know in between. That sort of thing. So I felt like I got kind of better, but I'm still getting destroyed in the game. I don't know, <laughs> but I still I still like to try. I still like to try to play it and all that. But the big the big game that I've been playing this week that I've been playing the most, uh, that I just got last week, uh, Legends of Nayuta Boundless Trails, which is a PSP game that's made by Falcom, and I don't think it was released. I think it's the first time it's been released in America. It hasn't been released before. And it's it's very cool. Like I was talking last week about how I was upset that Ease Ten wasn't coming out at the end of the week. Well, if you miss Ease at all, play this game. It's basically Ease. It's basically an Ease game with different characters in it. So I've been loving it. I've, I think I put like seven hours into it already, and I just got it like last week. So and it's a it's it's very it, it like rides that line of action RPG and action game because it has a you know there it's it it's made to be like a portable game so it has all the different levels are all kind of split up on a map like they're not that long but there's like a secondary uh, objectives that you have to do for each level and you'll get stars for it and if you get enough stars uh you unlock more like abilities and stuff like that so that's kind of how you level up but there's also a level up system as well and there's stuff and there's like a central town that you go to that's like an island that you're from and you can do different do different side missions from that, which which will get you things to collect to donate to a museum. That'll get you paid for extra money for that, and you can buy new weapons and whatnot. It's uh, it's cool, and it's 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 Falcom through and through. It's got an incredible soundtrack. Um, it's very it's very actiony and it's fun. The characters are fun. The the writing's good. Uh, you have this little fairy girl that follows you around. That's kind of like your mascot, and you uh, it, it works the same way as it did in Ease Eight, where uh, you have special moves that she does. And the amount of times that you use the special move, it'll level up like the more you use it. So, so like if you if there's one you really like, it'll get it'll be gained depending on how many times you use it, not how much experience you get. Which I always thought was a really cool system for Ease Eight, and it turns out that it was on Nayuta even before that. So, so there you go. Action RPG. The guy did enjoy it. I mean, it's like I said, it's much more action than RPG. So I, th- I think I think you would. It was a. I heard it mentioned. There was a couple. Like I saw it online. I saw it was a Falcom game, and I was like, "Oh well, that game looks all right." And then I heard uh, Nadia talk about it on Axe of Blood God, and I was like, "Oh well, well, she's a big Falcom person as well." And then I saw it was forty bucks, and I was like, "I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll pay forty for it." You know, I didn't want it. To, you know, I was like, it was a good price for me for because I was interested in it, and it's yeah, it's been great. It's a uh, like I said, if you like uh if you like those old school uh, lower poly PlayStation Portable type games, it's it reminds me a lot of E Seven, which I had a lot of fun with on PSP. So it's yeah, it's that sort of thing. And like I said, it's very simple. It's only just like a couple buttons, a couple attack buttons, and jump. Yeah, there it is. Let's see, it's very actiony as you as you have it showing there. It's pretty too. It looks it looks, it looks pretty. Yeah, yeah. Cool. 
The bosses are really cool, very unique. There was this boss that I was playing that had like um there were like two there were two bosses and one head and they were like throwing their head back and forth from one to another and you were on this like you're on this platform and they would hit it with their hands and like slap it and you would have to like walk to the part that was balanced closer to the head, but the heads would swap from one to another. Like there was some really unique stuff in there that I hadn't seen before and those type of games. But I would say, you know, you could even sort of comp- compare it kind of to Zelda, but it doesn't have like the complexity of the dungeons and stuff like that. But it's, yeah, it's very, it's very actiony, low, more high on the action, low on the RPG stuff. But it's, uh, it really, it really grabbed hold of me. And I've been like, hey, let's play this game. Oh yeah, and you can change you can change the seasons to unlock different levels. So like you start off with uh, in spring, and you can change it to summer, and then the levels will be completely different for summer. Like some of the characters will be will be bigger, will be older, will be tougher, you know that sort of thing. And like the and the whole uh, the whole level completely changes, and you can it adds extra stuff to that. So I've just been kind of just going through and just trying to complete all the levels and get all the extra stars so I can get the bonus uh, attacks and whatnot. I just got the down stab, which. You know, any any good game needs to have a downstab. Oh yeah, and, and my uh, my middle name, Booty Chaser. There's a <laughs> there's a little kid in the game named Booty that you have to track that you have to track down as one of the side quests. There's a there's a doctor whose name is uh, Doctor Hyde instead of Mister Hyde. His name is Doctor Hyde. Uh, he asks you to go and talk to all of his pa- patients and just you know let them know about that he needs to see him or whatever. And the last patient is Booty. His name is Booty. Yeah. And, uh, which is, I don't know, it cracks me up every time, but, uh, you have to find Booty and Booty is, uh, is, is hiding in the general store where you buy like items for your fairy person and all that. And, uh, you basically have to, you have to talk to the, to the salesperson four times to get Booty to appear. And I had to look that up because I just, I could not figure it out. You just have to be like saying like, oh yeah, where's Booty? Yeah. You know where Booty is. You know, you have to kind of like push them until they show you where Booty is. And it turns out Booty is hiding under the register as, as we all thought so that's where the booty that's where the booty is found <laughs> silly and i guess one more thing before we wrap it up on my stuff uh we got a comment slash uh, message from friend of the show mike of uh games my mom found he wanted to, he wanted to correct me on my on what i mentioned on dragon quest monsters the uh, dragon quest monsters 2 did have two versions the, that was that was the only one of the Dragon Quest ones that did. I remember both of you saying that you thought that there were that there were double versions of Dragon Quest Monsters. The uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Game Boy Color it was one of those double ones that had that worked on Game Boy Color and regular Game Boy. That had two okay. versions, and that's the only Dragon Quest Monsters that had two versions. I looked it up. So Mike wanted to let us know that I was wrong and that Jeremy was correct. Wrong. He also said to tell you that you did a fine job editing and that he didn't notice anything bad. Nice! That's what he said. And I said that hopefully that would encourage you to edit more. <laughs> yeah, I'll edit more. Since, uh, since he, but we don't have to relearn the software every time. Yeah, but he, yeah, he, he sent us some feedback on that, so I told him I would mention it on the show. There is feedback? Oh, man. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. The written kind. And yeah, that's good for me. The comment section? Uh yeah, thank you for it was a direct it was a direct comment to me sent to me as a message, but it it still counts. I appreciate it. Um, it is something I think about a lot when I do these projects, whether or not they're any good. But uh, so me this week, I've been playing a lot of my PS5. But I guess first off, if I was going to mention anything for Nintendo, um, I did grab a new eight bit no controller. Even though I keep saying I'm not going to buy more of those, did it come yet? You got the one that John had, right? The new one. Yeah. Um, and I haven't had a chance to use it yet, but I do have it charging, and it feels nice. It feels really small. 
I don't know if it's just because I've been playing the PS5 for so long, probably because the PS5. Oh yeah, the controller's big. big. Mm. It feels so little in my hands. Didn't you say that it was kind of small for your hands, John? The, the for uh, me, it was too toe. small. Yeah, uh, I ended up giving it to my brother-in-law, and he loves the Xbox style controller. When I when I got it, I got it as a present. I'd asked for it. I just completely, you know, I just forgot that I don't really like the Xbox controllers. So when I when I got it and realized my mistake, I was like, I'll give this a try. I'll see how it works. And specifically, Sifu was the one that made me decide I can't do this because that game required you know such you know fast button presses and and the buttons on there were so so cramped up like i physically couldn't hold the controller and play that game that's when i gave up on it hmm. and my brother-in-law mentioned to me that that he uh, was looking for new controllers so i just said hey here you can take this one it's a cool controller for anybody who likes the xbox style controller i think it'll be your favorite controller i think it'll be your go-to but for me personally i just couldn't do it yeah, it kind of it kind of broke my heart that they went away from the super the original Super Nintendo design. Like I liked the uh, I liked how it was how originally what drew me to it. It was said that it looks like a Super Nintendo controller with with handles and analog sticks. You know, very reminiscent of uh, of like the retro or whatever the classic controller Pro the the Pro classic controller for Wii. You know, that's kind of what it reminded mm-hmm. me of. And and also if you look at it, it it also looks. I mean. You, if you didn't know the difference, it looks exactly like the PlayStation 3 controller as well. Like, they're pretty much the damn near same thing. There were a couple times where I had this sitting right next to my 8-bit dough, my black one, and I picked up the wrong controller because they look like the same fucking controller. But, but it's the same thing with, you know, I prefer the two the two uh, analogs on the bottom and the, you know, and the four button. Even though I like the, you know, I like the Super Nintendo digital pad better than the PlayStation one, obviously. I will say that I love the feel of the sticks on, on that 8-bit dough controller, the, the- uh, what's what was the controller called again? I forget. It's not the Pro, whatever Which, it is. That controller has really nice Hall Effect joysticks. They just feel smooth. It's the first time that I ever tried a Hall Effect joystick, and yeah, I look forward to Apito just making that standard on all of their controllers. It's the ultimate. The ultimate controller. Oh, and it also comes with the charge stand, which is really cool. The charge stand fits the controller perfectly, so it just looks like this nice all-in-one unit that can sit on your on your uh, your entertainment center on display and it is, lights up and everything is it still is it still cool. usb-c charger yes okay so that's so here's the thing it doesn't have a usb-c plug on it yeah that, yeah I thought so it, it is a proprietary charger and that's something i just thought of well after it arrived i was like what am i supposed to do if the battery starts to die can i plug it in while i play or is that impossible yeah it'd be it'd be kind of real really awkward to play it in the charging case right <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I don't know. The, uh, the case itself, the charger is USB-C. So it did come with a USB-C plug, but for whatever reason, they opted to have it have a proprietary stand. So I don't know. It was on sale. I bought it. I don't know if I'm going to keep it, honestly. I'm going to try it out, see if I like it. But I don't like I'm going to return it, but it was you on feel sale. feel like it's too small? It feels really small, but... I haven't actually tried playing a game with it yet, so I'm going to give it a try later on with F-Zero and uh, probably a few other games, just a few different style games to see if it if it works okay for me. You have a, a Xbox controller, don't you? Or a, none of us have a modern Xbox controller. but I have a 360 controller. That's I wonder how it compares to that. The uh, Well, I think the, the new 8-bit dough, I mean, it's kind of, you could kind of compare it to Nintendo's, Nintendo's uh, Pro Controller, right? Because they have the uh, asymmetric sticks on there with one on the top and the bottom 
Yeah, there's the 360 one's kind of like that too. But uh, yeah, I, I know a lot of people say that like the whatever the the series the Xbox Series controller is supposed to be good. But yeah, I don't like. Uh, do you, I was going to ask you, do you when you play F zero ninety nine, do you play with the digital pad or do you play with the analog stick? I switch back and forth. Oh, okay. I think I usually play with the analog stick because that's just how I play everything else. But every once in a while, I'll use the stick just to to see if it's more. Or I'll use the D pad to see if it's more precise. Oh, okay. I can't really tell that much of a difference. I use the D pad just because I always use the D pad for the original F zero. But the the way the the way the D like the D pad being like more towards the bottom there, it kind of reminds me of like the game where the GameCube D pad was, which was like I mean the GameCube D pad was tiny and awful. So it's it's better than that, but I just I, I like it I like it higher, you know, for if you're playing stuff like like fighting games and, and whatnot, or even or even like two D games, I like to use the the digital pad for if it's if it's allowed. You know, I still haven't tried using my plastic SNES controller on F Zero. I don't know why. Oh yeah, you have that, and they even said it in the direct that you that you can mm-hmm. use it. So you should try it out. I should try it out. I don't know. I guess I'm just a sucker for new controllers, and I've kind of been interested in this one since I first saw it, but. Given Did up, I need it? No. Given up on that pro controller that I sent you that you bought for me? <laughs> I mean, I still use it. That's what I played all the way through Tears of the Kingdom with. I figured, yeah, because that was the only one. Because you didn't have a working controller, so I sent you the one that I just didn't use. I was yeah. like, here, take this one. I don't need it. But other than that, in F-Zero, uh, that's been about all for my Switch plays this week. But I have been playing a lot of PS5, namely Cyberpunk 2077, which I actually nice. started playing in earnest this week. And really been you enjoying got, it i heard you it's got good. it i heard it's back good when now. it first came out right i so it had been out for a few months but it was like bargain basement price i'm almost okay. positive i paid five dollars for it yes yeah, I, I thought you got it for like 10 bucks or something like that or less it was really know. it was like five or ten bucks it was super cheap and uh it just sat unopened in my you know a physical pile even. of unopened games yeah well finally broke the seal on that one and so i did i broke the seal well right when i first got the ps5 it was one of the first things i played and uh, even then, they were they were saying like, "Oh, it's a lot better than it was initially." But I was a little overwhelmed by games at the time, and I just was like, "I don't know if I really feel like playing this right now." And so I just kind of forgot about it. But uh, a few weeks ago, or maybe even more recently, fairly recently, there is a new there's an expansion that came out called Liberty City or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and, and the, uh, the two yeah two was like the big update on the game too. Well, then two was also done at the same time. Well, when I booted up the game uh, last week, uh, I was like, should I just start it over again? But I was like, uh, whatever, I'll just play the file I started because I hadn't done that much in it. And the very first thing it said to me was, game updated, all of your ability points have been reset. So basically what it does is it like takes all your points that you'd allocated to different things in the skill tree and takes them out so you can just like reallocate them. Because I guess they changed the systems that much that it was easier just to have everyone respec completely. Yeah, I saw that. So they, that's what I've been doing. I saw that they said specifically, like, if you're going to play 2.0, you need to start from the beginning again. It's it's that it's best to start over because some things might not work or yeah, it could get reset or whatever. And it's Phantom Liberty is what it's called. Is that what you said earlier? Phantom I Liberty. Remember. I said yeah. Liberty City. Okay. Which is Grand Theft Auto. That's Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that <laughs> was a PSP game, right? Little Liberty City stories. Yeah, they originally released it on PS. Something. Or... I would think it was on. I don't know on three. Probably it was on two. something. But anyway, they did a console release eventually, but uh, it's really cool. Uh, I had no idea like what the Keanu Reeves character was. I kind of sort of watched some of the Johnny, videos and stuff Johnny about it when something. it first came out. But I, I always kind of envisioned he was just this guy giving you advice and, and uh, kind of was like 
a tutorial kind of thingy, but that's not it at all. He's just this huge douchebag that's like annoying the shit out of you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually kind of awesome. It's all right. I mean, because, playing yeah. against type a bit, do you think? If people say he's kind What's of annoying. That? Is he playing against type? I mean, Keanu usually is like so likable and the hero and all that, but he says he's a douchebag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely so. He's playing a guy that makes sense for him as a, as an actor because he's playing like this rock and roll guy um, who becomes famous in this band, but he's actually, you know, an aspiring uh, eco-terrorist pretty much. And he's sure. really against uh, the like, it's supposed to take place in like na- na- now times when Johnny Silverhand, as he's known, uh, basically bombs this building and kills a bunch of people, but then he gets apprehended and um, and murdered. But when they murder him, when the, the mob gets a hold of him and murders him, they put his consciousness into a uh, a construct. And they're kind of the, the, you know, without giving too much away, I think anyone's got to know by now. In this game, you have his his personality construct is basically like a piece of malware in your head. So it's kind of like you're being haunted by him. But his form is slowly overtaking your mind, and eventually you will become him completely. Uh, maybe not physically, but mentally. And so that's kind of the whole point of the game is to like find somebody who can help you fix this chip, this implant that you put in your head. Um, so he's kind of the villain. You into him. Initially, he comes across very much like the villain, but he's more like a, I don't know if I call it an anti-hero. I mean, he's definitely pushing the story along, but I wouldn't call him a hero. And I wouldn't really call my character a hero either. And I've actually taken more of the, uh, I've taken more of the depraved route. I'm not, like, I'm not a good person. I murder a lot of people. Oh. That's how I solve all my problems in this game is I just kill everybody. How dare so, yeah. you? And it lets you do that if that's how you want to play. So that's what I've been doing. Also, I think it's worth noting, I've been playing on easy mode. And that made the game a lot more fun because I can actually enjoy the story and go around. And, and at any point, I could change it to a harder difficulty if I wanted to. But I probably won't. Unless I like it enough that I d- decide to play it again. But I figure if I do actually get all the way through the game, then I'll probably end up getting the DLC eventually. And see what the big deal is. Because everyone says it's so good. And it's got, it got really good reviews. And... um Sounds more in line with what the CG Project Red was hoping for with the reception of the initial game. Yeah, what they originally wanted so. to do. Yeah, but I mean, it's a huge open world. It's like, if you like Grand Theft Auto, it's a very similar kind of world. You know what? It's a lot like um, the world in Saints Row 4, like that futuristic open world, but there's like like lots of neon lights everywhere and computer displays. And of course, like everybody's got cybernetic hacks that they put in their bodies. Everyone's kind of addicted to it. Some people go crazy when they put the wrong kind of like bootleg stuff into their bodies. And then they turn into cyber psychos and start murdering people. It's uh anyway, yeah, it's a cool game. Like um, already, I've gone into the the cyberverse a few times. I don't know if that's what they call it, but basically, you cyber hack by going into these recordings that people took, and they're almost like home videos that remind me a lot of the uh, return of the Obra Dinn. It's like you can rewind and fast forward and like pause and zoom in and stuff on these like videos that give you clues about like how things went down. So in a way you're almost like a, a detective, a bit of a cyber sleuth, if you will. And you're solving these problems to get from, like, there was one where I had to like, I was looking all around. I couldn't find anything. I realized like we were trying to figure out where this, these people were recording basically the snuff film because these little videos, like, when you kill somebody and you get one of these videos, you could sell it for a ton of money because people like pay good money to to experience someone dying. It's pretty morbid, but kind of makes sense. 
it's like just like a new version of a snuff film, you know. But uh, you were trying to figure out where they're filming these, and the way I ended up figuring it out, you know, of course, this is in game. I didn't actually figure it out myself, but was by looking at like a coffee cup and then seeing like a slice of pizza and inferring like there were these two restaurants nearby where this was and ended up triangulating exactly where they were and going and rescuing this person. But uh, I mean, that's about it. I don't know. The it's like I said, it's a big open world. There's there's cops that'll come after you like they do in Grand Theft Auto, but they're not even half as aggressive. Like they'll like forget about you really fast. Is it that maybe because of like easy mode? But like, is there like a star system kind of like where like in that? Yeah, there's a star like, system, but I've never like gotten it above two stars or whatever. When I was yeah. trying to like when I was like murdering cops, you could just hide in a corner for a couple seconds and they'll forget about you. Yeah, or you just run away. Like I found it's exactly like Grand Theft Auto Five, where if you run to the beach and jump in the ocean, everyone forgets about you. <laughs> They're in the beach. They're in the, in the ocean. Back. They yeah. must be dead. Let's let's go on with our lives. And the cops also, it's kind of funny, but they'll like you'll hear the radio and they're they're making little jokes to each other, like, oh boy, not another one. Hey, by the way, did did, did you get a pay raise on your latest paycheck? You know, they like they're having like shop talk over the radio. And of course there's like radio stations and there's it's just there's a lot of content in the game. You can tell a lot of the buildings you can actually go inside of. It's a really well-realized city. And it's a shame that it's taken so long for it to actually be playable, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, the wait was worth it, I guess, because I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's exactly like w- watching like a late nineties, like, you know, it's got elements of like the matrix and, uh, Keanu. You know, blade runner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and an actor, Keanu's an actor of right. the matrix also. <laughs> no, that's true. I was playing um, off what John said about Mr. Mr. Nunu being in there. When people literally are jacking into like this cyber network, kind of like the matrix. So it, it's similar in that regard, but I don't know if you have any questions I could answer them. I, I had a, I had sex with a robot a bit. So that was kind of cool. There you go. At least uh, that's they're called sex doll. What are they called? Sex dolls, cyber dolls. I don't know. Everything's got like names. There's another really, there's like a fucked up thing too in this where people call dolls are like you get you get paid like a shit ton of money to have this chip installed in you that makes you basically you can kind of like read people's thoughts and become like a better like essentially a better prostitute because you like give them exactly what they want oh but but the other side of it is that you don't remember any of it until like afterwards you'll just like basically go into like a trance and then come out of it and be like I don't know what just happened hmm. which is really fucked up it's like some some of the most like oh, it's like that show Severance, but the the work oh, is yeah. much dirtier. <laughs> yeah, who, yeah, the people that have had like the yeah, right? most fucked up lives, like end up you know getting basically it's like, like se- yeah, it's like Severance with the sex work. So, and, uh, yeah, but it's like really yeah, really uh, dark stuff. A lot of really dark stuff in this game. Uh, you can chop people up like they, they, this game's got got that realism to it where you can like actually blow people's heads off and cut their legs off and stuff when you're fighting them. So I actually kind of like that. That's cool, but it's a little weird sometimes because I'll forget about it and I'll be fighting a bad guy and all of a sudden he like gets chopped in half. Oh, oh shit! I guess that's what would happen in real life if you slice someone in half with a sword. I mean, that could be fun though. Yeah. I mean, I know the story that it's based on was kind of written was written like a long time ago, so some of it is. Maybe not aged as well as uh, as you would think. Like that, that's what I, that's what mm-hmm. I that's what I heard about it. Like some of the, uh, I don't know, some 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 parts of it can be kind of, uh, I don't know, offensive Dated. towards towards certain people because of the time that it was written and uh, you know that sort of thing. 
But I haven't read anything like transphobic or anything. I remember hearing a little bit about that. When I it mean, may, out, and maybe they fixed it. Yeah, maybe they fixed about whatever because it was really toxic. But also, I'm probably a little less sensitive from what I heard. I'm not yeah. trans. Maybe I didn't notice. I mean, some of it you can tell. But yeah, you got full nudity. Like you can decide which you want your penis to look like and stuff. Which, well, I'm a woman, so I got to choose my vulva. But um, <laughs> and if you want to just run around naked, you can. I haven't been doing that, but that's something people do. Or just no pants, or no, you know, if you want to Donald Duck it, you I can. Mean, I mean, you could do that, and you could almost do that in in Saints Row. You could be like pretty close to naked, like you would have like the little like nipple covers if you're playing right. as a woman. But uh, but yeah, you could. You could pretty much run around naked in that game. That was pretty fun too. Uh, if you're into that, I remember when the game first came out, like the people's dicks like clipping through the pants, and it would just like just uh-huh. be like dangling around while you're walking because of like just like the overly yeah. like overly like tuned up jiggle physics too. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> not quite as bad as it used to be, but I did like I was carrying somebody that was like unconscious to like take them somewhere because they were hurt and their boobs were bouncing way too much. I was like, this is odd. Like they're sexualizing this. Was it was it like Soul Calibur two level? <laughs> yeah. If you remember that game, like we used to look at like the models or whatever, and when you turn them, they're just like the butts and boobs would just bounce mm-hmm. like way too much. What game was it? Soul Calibur two on GameCube. Oh, or Dead or Alive, that whole series. Well, Dead or Alive was very yeah, was very extra. It was all about jiggle physics. But like a pioneer I, in jiggle physics. I remember there was. 3D models where you could look at the characters like not naked or whatever, like wearing clothes but you could move them and when you moved them they would like jiggle and like their butt would I, I just remember the butts would like shake so much and I was like this is hilarious it looks like so it, it just it, it's like Uncanny Valley it does not look correct at all not like I know that much about butt jiggle but whatever it looked funny in the game it didn't look quite right I was like oh that's a lot of a lot of shit going on there didn't did did you did you buy this originally for PS5 or PS4? I thought you bought it like so long ago that it was I don't know what system it was for because you bought it whenever it came well, out, right? So it only had one version that was like uh, both PS4 and PS5. So oh, okay, I bought it to play on PS4, thinking maybe I would give it a try, but I never even tried it. That's what I thought. Yeah, so I guess it's, it's backwards compatible because I know there the was PS5 a version. there was a PS4 version that I guess was really bad, so they refunded everybody who bought it. I remember that. Yeah, they took it off of the... Uh... Yeah, they completely removed it. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of that, I, I didn't mention it last week, but I bought the Avengers game, completely Nintendo unrelated, but I bought the uh, the Squaresoft Avengers game because it's selling for like $4 on uh, on the PlayStation oh, Store nice. because they're getting rid of it. It might actually might even be gone by now, I don't know. But uh, if you ever wanted to play the Not Avengers starring Troy Baker and, all, and Nolan North and all these other <laughs> video game voices... You could play it on there. I heard it was all right, but for four dollars, you know, yeah. why not? And especially, it's getting delisted, so you'll never be able to buy it anywhere unless you find it physical after that. So, I would have thought that game would be much bigger than it actually turned out to be. Right? I guess. It, well, it had a really rocky start. I guess it got there later, but much like Cyberpunk, same sort of thing. Had a really shitty launch, and they kept updating and updating, and it did get better. But you get you get all the DLC and all that stuff for four dollars, and you don't need. You know, it doesn't. It, it'll still work. You know, you just won't be able to buy buy the game after a certain point. I thought it was like end of September, even maybe. I don't know. So it might not be on there anymore. I'll say one other thing that was in Cyberpunk. I remember reading in a lot of the articles about it was that you know they thought they were cool. They had like dildos and stuff in it, but for some reason they just like there were way too many dildos to where like everywhere you would go in the world there'd be dildos just laid around on the ground or trash cans. Dildos, dildos. were their money. 
something like that. But I haven't seen I didn't see any dildos until I actually went to a sex shop. So they've cleaned up the dildo action. Oh, there are some really big ones in there. There's ones with spikes and there's I mean, that's like Saints Row, too. That's like Saints Row as well. There were dildos all over the place in those games. Uh huh. So I didn't play much uh, game wise this week. Uh, back to Trombone Champ, they added some new songs, two new songs which were from the the PC version. Hot tracks like "Down by the Riverside" and "The Barber of Seville." Yes, more um, my favorites. Public domain goodness, but it was, they had the fun songs, and uh, the game remains fun. Once again, I laugh every time I play it without fail. Uh, they announced that there's. They're doing more um, uh, updates and more DLC. So soon they're going to have more control settings, they said, such as the ability to set uh, smoothing for each control type. So I guess you can work out the kinks as you please. And then there's also experiment. They're also experimenting experimenting with alternate methods for stick control because stick control is notably the hardest uh, that you can do. And then... They have a trombone customizer, so you're going to be able to customize your trombone. And uh, they also said they said specifically they're going to do some new content, which is currently a secret. I'm crossing my fingers and my toes that that means Nintendo songs coming to Trombone Champ. Yeah. I hope that's the case. Why not? I mean, it. yeah, why not? Makes total sense. We were just talking about uh, playing songs on Donkey Konga, and we don't really have not a Nintendo music game right now. There's like some Pokemon anime stuff on the Taiko Drum Master, but that's about as close as we get, I think, as as far as that goes. So. Let's figure this out. Nintendo has, bar none, the best music of any game publisher, like the best music library, hmm. but they don't have a current music game, not since Donkey Kong, uh, you know, what, 18 years ago or something like that. Nintendo, come on, uh, lend out your, your music to Trombone Champ. If you're not going to do your own music game, which you should. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that works. I don't think it's as easy. as I don't think Nintendo is really paying much attention to Trombone Champ, aside from being like, here's how you develop games for Switch. Here, go for it. You know. But sure, I would love it's to, curious to that do that. They, they highlighted it in the direct and everything, so obviously they're aware of it, and I'm sure it's pretty, you know, selling pretty well. People are talking about it online again a little bit. So, I don't know, it just makes sense. Add some, some Nintendo songs in there. Come on. So, um, regarding the Target Mario Wonder Shadow Box, we talked about it last week, but I have a correction. It's not actually a pre-order bonus. It's a launch day bonus. I found that out when I went to Target to try and pre-order Mario Wonder because I decided I wanted that that that, launch, that uh, Shadow Box. And the guy, told, the guy at the store told me, erroneously, that you have to pre-order it online to to get the shadow box. And I went to the website, and there's no spot to pre-order it. And so I went into the Q&A. You know, every product, you have a little Q&A underneath asking about the product, whatever. And there's a couple conversations going on about this. And let me just open up what the Q&A said. Yeah, well, essentially, they just, they just confirmed that you have to... It's a, it's a launch date bonus. So there's no pre-order. You just go into the store and pick it up day one. So that's what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to, for now, maintain my pre-order that I have at GameStop. And, you know, just in case I don't end up getting the game somehow. 
but I'm going to go to Target on launch day. I'm going to go for that, that channel box. It looks really cool. So that's why I'm, my name is Double Wonder this week. Double Wonder. Yeah, I was wondering what a launch day bonus is. Does that mean that it's only they're only selling it on launch day? Or it's just they're like... All, they're not selling it. Yeah, it's, 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 if, you pick, if you pick the game up on launch day, you're going to get a free you know, shadow box. You don't pre-order it. It's, it's, you're taking a gamble. They're going to have probably 30 of them available at every store, and once the stock runs out, it's out. So, so you're so you would have to buy two wonders then to get it, right? You have to buy the game to get the shadow box. You can't just get the shadow box. That's correct. You have to buy the shadow. You have to buy the game to get the shadow box. So you're going to get two games. Like what? What, what is your strategy here? Oh, well, I'm just going to go to Target on lunch day and see if I can buy the game, get the shadow box, and you know if I and if return I, the GameStop. Uh, get it? Then I'll just cancel my GameStop pre-order. Oh, okay. Oh, because I thought you were going to go to GameStop for the midnight release to get to get the game so you could play it that at night or whatever. I'm I'm not going to go to the midnight release. I'm just going to wait till launch day and go to Target. And then, you know, if I can't get the, you know, I, I imagine I can just walk in at the Target and get the game. I'll probably be in, be canceling my my GameStop pre-order. Can you pre-order it at Target and then come in and get it and get the shadow box? No, no, that's the guy said at the story. He, he said, oh, you got pre-ordered on the website. So I left the store and I went to go pre-order it. And there's no pre-order spot on the website. That's really so, weird. Yep. That, that's a really weird way to handle it. Like, because how many people are going to just come in and get it versus pre-ordering? I figured that that it, you wouldn't be able to get it because of all the pre-orders. Because it's, it, you know, that seems to be what happens most places. If you don't pre-order it, you yep. don't get it. That's the point of pre-ordering, you know? Yeah. Especially yeah, for no a release like a Mario to, game, you know, buy the game now and get it later, or whatever. You can't do it. Yeah, that's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird way to do it. I don't know. So I mentioned at the top that I saw dumb money. So just to dive into it a little bit more, sorry. I I hope that I hope the movie's better than the title. That's that's all I'll say because I thought that was kind of a dumb name for well, a movie. Because the the title actually, when you watch the movie, it's, it it refers to what what you know, professional Wall Street Wall Wall Street traders call folks who use stuff like robin hood you know the casual oh sure casual date traders or whatever they call the they call you the the, the robin hood users dub money and so i think it just it, it's actually a suitable title it might seem seem a little stupid or whatever but it makes sense when to see the movie and it's a real term that, that that these people use they're talking down to these folks who in the movie and in real life you know, successfully stuck it to them. And everybody knows the story by now. Everybody listening to this podcast knows the, the story by now. So I will say, you know, if you want like a underdog story, an inspiring, uplifting story about this this major news event that we all know, you know, this is a really enjoyable movie. I, I liked it a lot. I thought the performance is really good. Um, Paul Dano in particular. I don't think this is going to get any Oscar attention, but but I think he was really good. If anybody gets a nomination, he he was he really handled that role really well. He was fantastic. It actually has a eighty five percent critic score and audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, how often does that happen? When they get yeah. it, it was just I guess I guess for me it was just kind of like I just didn't care. It's like I I didn't think yeah. that there needed to be it was about as about as interesting as i was interested as i was when they said they were going to make a a narr a narration like a when they, when they were going to make a dramatic version of king of kong like i was zero interested in that because 
don't do that. Leave, yeah. Let it be what it is. It already is what it is. You know that that's kind of what I felt like for Dumb Money. But uh, the one the one that I watched the documentary that I watched wasn't the Netflix one. I watched Gaming Wall Street, which was which was what was on uh, Actually, HBO I saw Max, that one too. and we both yeah. watched that and we talked about it on the show. In particular, when it was, I think uh, think that Jess was even on here to talk about that one as well, maybe no. if I remember correctly. I don't know. Go back and listen to it. But uh, but that was the one that we talked about. I just it was just kind of a thing. I just. It was like okay, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. You know, that's. I thought it. I, I liked you know both the both the documentaries and I I liked the movie, and incidentally, I watched the uh, the games. The, excuse me, the Netflix documentary with my parents, and I also went to see this movie with my parents. It was my birthday the other day, and we Happy went birthday. out to dinner, and afterwards we had some some more time, and I suggested we go see this movie. Um. My dad's my dad was interested in it because my dad, you know, plays the stock market. He he that's the first thing he does in the morning. He wakes up, you know, five thirty AM and checks the stocks and all that. And um, you know, he's very, very good at, at managing his stocks and is very knowledgeable about the market and it takes great interest in it. So he was very interested in this story, whereas I was interested in it mostly because, well, I'm interested in video games and I'm interested in, you know, people you know, sticking it to the man when it, whenever it's necessary and, and all that kind of stuff. So we both enjoyed both the documentary and and the movie, uh, which it was just a nice thing to, you know, come at this story from our, our perspectives, different perspectives, and, and both come out enjoying it. I was going to say, you're also one of the few people who still goes to GameStop as well. That's why uh, True. you wanted to see it. Because you're the only person I I know of that still goes there, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, one in the neighborhood. Unless so. unless you want to go pick up your uh, your latest Funko Pop or something, that's what they mostly sell there now, right? Yeah, yep. <laughs> a whole lot, a whole I lot only of, go a whole lot of trash for first party <laughs> Nintendo physical games. Yeah, I I swore them off you know a while ago when when they stopped carrying the Wii U Wii U games. I, you know, that then I would make it a habit to to go in whenever i saw one just to check and see what the you know the old used games that i could get were ever since they stopped carrying Wii and wii u games i just i don't do that anymore now i just go specifically when there's a first party nintendo switch game coming up yeah yeah exactly right because yeah i don't know uh yeah I, yeah I can't believe they they got rid of their retro stuff like why would you do that and replace it with whatever else you have there Weird, weird fungo pop shit and other random, strange toys and 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 uh, yeah. what Minecraft light uh, lamps and other weird shit like that. It's like, yeah, I haven't I haven't bought anything from GameStop in a while. I'll still stop in occasionally in hopes that they have Amiibo that I don't have, but I haven't seen any that I haven't that I don't have in a while. You know, so I guess I did. Uh, I, I was giving you a hard time for going to GameStop, but I did actually pre-order the Noah and Mio. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Amiibo from GameStop, so whatever. Oh. I guess I'm full of it. But it, it was just because that was where they were available at. So I did. I did. I didn't go there. I, I went online and pre-ordered it because that's where it was available. So that's what I did for that. So there you go. Well, if that's, that's it for me. If that's that, let's take a break and come back and talk about those all those ridiculous releases of our October and news, whatever else. Sounds good to me.
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa! 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 He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Anything you forgot, Jeremy, before we go to the next thing? I forgot a thing. Um, so I was kind of decided I want to play more Fortnite because, you know, when you win a, when you win a game, you start thinking it's you gotta, better. You got to try it again. You start being like, this is a fun game. I, I can win. And uh, so I went back and I played it the next day after we recorded last week. And the very first match I played, I got another victory royale. So I was like, what's going on here? Something's messed Not up. Maybe, maybe I'm playing against bots or something. And I really got this like embarrassed feeling in the pit of my stomach like did i was i doing that no i just got lucky i guess because i played several matches after that and kept getting killed really fast so yeah i don't know i I still think it's the the gyro controls had a lot to do with it they just make it really really easy to aim while you're moving and i think it's really helpful you just you could tell some people aren't using them and they really should be because yeah it makes you really precise at like long distance shots too because you don't even need to use your scope sometimes with that that a, that gyro aiming. It's really nice. Yeah, you really, controls for all shooters, please. Yeah, you you really, I agree, and, I, really, and uh, I've been trying to get it. I've been trying my hardest to figure out a way to set it up in Cyberpunk, but it's not in there. You really miss it when it's not there. Like even uh um, what was it? I played through uh, I played through Resident Evil Village with gyro controls, and it was great. You know, it's 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 nice. To, it's really nice to have it, even on the cloud. You could do a gyro, and it was nice. Um. Yeah, uh, speaking of, uh, I guess, speaking of Battle Royale stuff, I did forget to mention, uh, we played, uh, was it Shake and Joe and I, and I, I was asked them to be on the show next week to talk about the Dan House and DLC as well, but uh, we we were playing, we were playing more uh, Stadium Stampede on AEW Fight Forever, and when you have like three or four people with you in Stadium Stampede and you're all talking, 
over you know over chat or whatever it's pretty easy to win and we won like every time but it's 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 pretty fun to just like run around and just just chase everybody and corner them and beat the shit out of them with bats or whatever but yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're having fun well i guess you don't have it but john you have it uh play stadium yeah. stampede again it's still fun and you can still easily get on there with people it's a i've been so, yeah, i enjoy it it's a lot of fun, fun i've still been uh, enjoying it hop back on sometime give it a try beat some people up all right well uh so let's talk I guess not the news. I thought that we I thought that we should break down the releases of October because October is like a mammoth of a of a release month. Sure. And I just kinda like strolled through the Nintendo eShop and it was just like, Oh wait, this is coming out, this is coming out, oh wait, this too? So I just thought it'd be fun to just run through the list since we are officially sure. in October now of what's coming out. Disgaea seven is a new one, came out like this week. Fifty nine ninety nine. I never got into any of those games, but they're still making them, and people still like them. So there you go. Silent Hope, the it's an action RPG with interchangeable classes. We saw that on a direct before. Uh, it's forty bucks. Uh, there's a demo for it. I'm actually interested in trying out the demo, but I haven't got to it yet. Dino Break. This is a game I'm actually curious. I might end up getting this one, depending on the rumors uh, or on the reviews. Dino Break is a spiritual successor to Capcom's Dino Crisis. So it's basically. It's it's a it's a um, survival horror game involving dinosaurs, and it actually looks it looks kind of cool. Like I watched the video of it, and it looks it looks all right. It kind of reminds me of a, you know, like a vaccine and like the, like those type of games where they try to go back to like the PlayStation One style survival yeah. horror, you know, and make a, you know, make a sequel to a game that's been completely abandoned by Capcom, like Dino Crisis. So uh, Dino yeah. Crisis itself was like a. What if we made our own Jurassic Park video game? So this is, feels like kind of a copy of a copy, but it sounds like it's it, it looks like a pretty cool game, regardless. I, yeah, I thought it, I thought it looked all right from what I saw of it. I mean, you know, I'm gonna wait to see a video review before I buy it, but I mean, I'm intrigued by it. Like, I love uh, I like games like that. It's like that. It's like that. Um, that's that cyberpunk one that I played that I can't. That I still can't remember the name of, but there was this really really good. Uh, survival horror game that came out like last year that, that was that was awesome that uh signalis signalis that one yeah yeah that game was really really good and uh that's it kind of has like some signalis vibes to me so i'm like oh well you know i'll check it out possibly depending uh wargroove 2 is coming out got really good reviews got reviewed really really well uh, obviously i mean world true groove 1 was pretty good and people love world wargroove 2 they say that it's still doing things past whatever advanced wars has done so you know, they're cleaning it up. Well, now there is a direct comparison on systems. Yeah, because now we have Advanced Wars 1 and 2 on there now. But I think Wargroove is due as... Because those are based on much older, older games. I think Wargroove is still going past that. If you like those turn-based strategy games. And I just... You know, the thing is, I'm just not smart enough to play those games. I don't have a... I'm not like Grand Admiral Thrawn here. I don't I don't have the fucking uh, te- technical, um, you know, war mind or whatever. To figure out what to do to not to not get you need to read that book by Sun Tzu. It'll help. Oh yeah, I, I actually have read that book, and and when I read it, I was like, man, that, a lot of this sounds like stuff I would do on on Fire Emblem. <laughs> no, I I read it. Uh, my friend Tony, uh, you know, you you met him, Tony Trim. He told me to read it, and I read mm-hmm. it. And when I was reading, I was like, man, this is like yeah, this is like strategy for Fire Emblem. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally read that book. That's what Sun Tzu had in mind. Yeah. It was actually a it was a pen and paper art RPG he was designing. He's like, well, I could use this in a real war. I mean, it could could be. I mean, that, that could have been a huge inspiration for Fire Emblem, right? Anyway, the original uh, title was the Art of War Games, but it just wouldn't fit on the cover. The, the, the original title was the Art of Fire Emblem. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, though, uh, yeah. Speaking of turn-based strategy games, Front Mission Two. I know everybody's been waiting for that. That's coming out this week too, uh, for thirty-five dollars. Um, yeah, no, I, I won't get that. Uh, Detective Pikachu Returns, fifty dollars. You know, I'm kind of intrigued. I don't think I'm going to drop fifty dollars for it now, but it's coming out like right fucking now. You'll um, love it because uh, you loved the first one. I did like the first one, and I do want to play the second one, but maybe not right now. Um, Project Blue. This is another eight-bit legit game, which I do have a code for. If you know one of either of you is interested in, I'm going to try to get the developer on here as usual. But uh, yeah, uh, Project Blue, a new a new eight-bit NES game, homebrew. looks looks really cool. You know, nine ninety nine. It's coming out like this Friday, I think. So definitely interested in that one, of course, because you know eight eight bit legit. They're friends of the show. You know, we have a lot of great interviews with the developers on those games. Borderlands 3. I didn't think it would ever come to Switch, but it's coming out this week. $60. Uh, yeah, I, I beat Borderlands 1 and 2 I kind of fell off of. And I heard 3 was not that great if you're not into the humor of those games, I guess. But whatever, here it is. River City Rivals Showdown is coming out on the 12th this looks cool. of October. This is a remake of the original NES game. I thought you'd be interested in this one, John. It looks pretty yeah. cool from what I, mean, I saw. I, of it. I like those Kunio Kun games a lot. And, and this one's adding a uh, multiplayer online multiplayer so i think this, as i understand i, th- I think you're going to be able to play like eight people at a time or something or like a large number of people running around in a beat-em-up together online that's that sounds pretty cool to me oh yeah definitely oh eight eight people yeah i i, I could be wrong that was my impression of the trailer let's say i should uh i could check i could check really check really quick and find out yeah let's see 1989 retro classic River City Ransom has been muscled up and doubled down on modern innovation, tighter controls, improved backgrounds, even online play. All right, uh, breakdown. Just look at yeah. If you look at the bottom, it should show. Oh, there's how a many. 2D fighting game mode. They call it Double Dragon mode, which I mean, it's like the same company. It says a. Uh, it says two players online is what it says on the stats for the, the software details. Yeah, so that's a bummer. I would like a Battle Royale River City Ransom game. Yeah, how about a River City Ransom 99? That, that could be, that would be great. One. Come on, just like a bunch of little Kunio Kuns running around, beating each other up. I mean, if you want a little more, I mean, you know, River City Ransom is, is beloved by many, but I think you'd get a little bit more uh, recognition if you made like a Double Dragon 99 or something like that, I think. Or it would be cool to, even better, yeah. Streets of Rage 99. That'd be that'd be even crazy, but that's like more of a Sega thing. But hey, you know, Sega's making stuff for for Nintendo, so they can make it work. This next one was one I was really excited about. Uh, Dementium: The Ward is coming to Switch now, the third Nintendo uh, system it's come to, and this will be the third time that I'm buying it. But I'm buying it again for a third time. Damn it! I bought it on DS. I bought it on 3DS when before the 3DS eShop closed, and now I'm buying it again. For anybody who's not familiar uh dementium the ward is basically it's like a survival horror first person shooter that takes place inside of a uh you know mental hospital involving like uh all sorts of like you know gross little critters crawling around and giant monsters and lots of like scare scare effects and stuff like that it's really cool was this the one where you could see the penis on the switchy shop no that was oh no uh, no 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 that was well that already came out that was um outlast what it's called outlast yeah 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 no i mean this one it isn't that one because outlast was has already been on the switch this one is not on the switch yet no this this is the word i never played this game but my impression of it was that at the time 
uh, it was a really good uh, first-person shooter on the DS, which I think was, that yeah. alone, that that by itself was a great selling point. Like having a, a pretty novel at the time, having a, a, a 3D you know first-person shooter on the go portable. So I'm wondering, does it lose some of its luster now? You know, almost almost 20 years later, whatever, where uh, that's not so uncommon anymore to have that. That's true. I mean, I would argue against that. There were a lot of really good first person shooter games on the DS because you had the dual because you had the dual screens and you could actually use the second screen as mouse control. So there were actually lots of really good first person shooter games. Actually, I played all of the Call of Duty games on on DS because they were really good because they were made by Enspace, the same people who did Geist. And they were actually really, really good. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of good first-person shooters on there because of the way that the system was set up. But uh, Dementium, the Ward, there was two of them. There was this one and there was a second one. And the the company also did Moon, did the Moon first-person shooter game on DS, which was also Renegade really good. Renegade Kid, right? Yeah, company? Renegade Kid. And they also did Mutant Muds, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping that this means that Moon can come to Switch because I never beat that game and I always really wanted to. My, my whole thing was... Well, I played it. On, I played it on DS. Uh, I think Conan had it, had it, and I borrowed it from him. And I didn't. I never beat it all the way. I got really close, and then I bought the uh, the Moon remaster. Based off that version. Sam Rockwell movie, right? I wish that movie was great. No, it's it's but based it's, off the prank, actually. <laughs> if you turn the DS oh, sideways, oh, one oh, cheek but, on either yeah, side. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. No, no, it's 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 a, it's a really good like sci-fi first-person shooter thing, and uh, and I bought it. I bought the the remastered version for 3DS. And when I bought it, I had the uh, the dual stick connector that you put the 3ds in, you know, where you had two joysticks. And I was like, "Oh, this is really fun to play." And then I got, and then I got the, um, and then I got the new 3ds with the little nub, and I got rid of my dual stick boat thing. And it was never, it was not as good. I couldn't beat it because you can't play first person shooters properly with the new 3ds with the nub. You needed the the dual stick pro thing. So that was my plight with that. So I want to play that game with real actual analog controls. And Wasn't I, I released it like episodically at one point? It was, yeah. the The 3DS one was the original DS one was released released as a whole game, but the 3DS one was released as episodes. But I just bought it. It was like a bundle or whatever. I just bought all of it together. But I couldn't get through it because I had to play it with the dumb nub. And same with the 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 um, remastered 3DS Dimension the Ward. I had to play it with the dumb nub as well. So I'm happy to play it with like actual dual stick aiming and maybe it'll have motion control in there too who knows that would that would uh, put icing on the cake but what i like i was watching an interview with these guys on uh, nintendo life and what i like is they've they've like it's the hd version but it still has that like crunchiness to it like it still has like the it's it still kind of looks like a ds game but like an hd ds game like everything's not, it's, it's not smooth. everything's not smooth it still kind of has that dirty like the, yeah, the dirty like jagged edges, and and I like that. I like the way it looks. I think it looks really cool. It still has a, it still has the same style to it. It just like is a lot smoother, and it's sixty frames per second as well. They said that solid through the whole thing. So there you go. So no, uh, so it's gonna run run really well on Switch. So I'm I'm excited about it. So this makes for Dementium the Ward, and then what was that game? A short walk that also had that that DS style. Yeah, a short hike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I love that game. Yeah, that one that was like, game of the year for me. It was on my list. Yeah, because yeah, it had the, games DS, the you're DS right. aesthetic. The, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. It had the DS style, and I love that. Just like how I love the uh, the Nayuta game because it has the PSP style. <laughs> you know, I like that as well. Like I said, it reminds me of E of E Seven. It makes actually just just found my PSP like yesterday. I just found it. I finally un, 
un- unpack the rest of the boxes in this room, and I finally, the last handheld that was missing was my PSP. I finally found it. It's out of batteries, but I can charge it, so I can try to get, I do want to beat E7. I got pretty far in it, but I never got all the way through. Yeah, Dementium the Ward, uh, thumbs up for me. And also, uh, a boy and his Bob, uh, what? No, not a boy and his Bob. Boy and his Bob. His boy and his friend named Bob. Uh, no, a boy and his Who Bob. Is it, Bob? Uh, retro collection is coming out. I actually totally forgot this existed, and it's weird because the boy and his Bob like remake is already on the Switch, you know, and I think it's yeah. around the same price. So it's kind of like, why don't you just get the new one? And that's like a way forward game, you know. I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, so I don't know. Well, the 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 did you ever play the the one the Wii one or no? I never did, but I always wanted to. So what? Yeah, it wasn't a remake. It wasn't inspired by, like, I thought it, it was didn't a remake. go beat for beat from the NES game. It was like much bigger. It was, it was reimagining. Well, sure. I mean, but that's much I, better. A much better game than the NES version. To me, the NES version, I, which I had as a kid, was never that great. That I, I would call that a remake. A remaster is more like beat for beat. I think the terminology. You know what I mean? Like they like they remade it, but they, it's different. But it's still the same story of the kid and the blob, right? And they still look the same. It was like a re- it was like a reboot. That's what I'd call it. Yeah, it was I mean, re- it, reboot. It, same idea, a, but we're going to expand upon it. But doesn't a reboot mean that there has to be sequels also to it? Like this was just one. I think it's a remake, is what I'm saying. That's my that's my terminology. But regardless, right. so I'm not interested in this boy and blob retro collection because I had the original NES game, and I just, I just didn't think it was very good at the time. I thought it was ambitious. It was certainly different from other NES games. It felt more like a, it felt like a PC game trying to squeeze into an NES game. I mean, I had some really cool ideas. Like you had the, you had the, you know, you were the boy and then the blob would follow you around and then you would toss different jelly, jelly beans out to uh, have different effects and turn the different, the blob into different things. However, it was just like a little bit obtuse. Like you didn't really know. I mean, you had, you had a, I think over like a dozen jelly beans or whatever. And, and, and yeah, blob turns into a hole. Cool. What do I do with that? Um, you know, or it will turn into a ladder. It was like tough to, it, it was tough to remember what color jelly bean did what. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I, I think if, if you're going to put out a collection like this, I, I hope that they did some serious, uh, put some serious love into it and, and modernized it because the original game is, kind of in my opinion a little bit unplayable i never got very far in it i didn't either we played this a lot when i was growing up just because we got it for cheap at the pawn shop or whatever and uh my brother really liked it he played it a lot but i don't recall getting very far in it and you can one thing about it like you said it's obtuse because they give you all the jelly beans up front you just you have this huge inventory of jelly beans and they're just like by a flavor they're not by what they do right and uh and you can go anywhere, like, as far as I can tell, like, you know, probably with some, like, Metroidvania-type elements, you can't get certain places without the ladder or whatever. But, yeah, I found myself, like, just getting completely lost and not knowing what the hell was going on. And it's uh, it's such a cool-looking game, but it's... And it's a David Crane joint, so David it's, Crane like, joint, yep. it's good. It's good DNA as far as, like, who made it and, you know, a really creative developer that's made some really yeah. cool stuff. Found at Activision, that kind of thing. I think it's clear to anybody who played the game that there was that there's something there that that you know they had the, some inspiration, a, a good idea, but, but it just like the limitations of the NES and probably 
I could see it being like so a some, Miyazaki film. Yeah. Based off it could of be that. a Miyazaki. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I, 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 you know that that sort of loving relationship, which is interesting on on the NES to have. You know, you're controlling two characters. Um, there was some you know interesting animations like the the blob jumping up and down, and you know he'd be he'd react happily and all that stuff. Different points, and you know there was something there to it, but it just uh, yeah couldn't quite, couldn't quite get there in my opinion. Did you say that you played the Wii, the the reimagining? Yeah, re, 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 yeah, I had the Wii one. The Wii one is cool, and I, I bought that one because I guess be, because I I saw the potential in the NES one, and I was always like, man, I, this game could be something. This is it, it could be something. And I think the team at Way Forward saw the same thing. They put a lot of love into that Wii game, and it's a much. It's obviously because it, it was released, you know, twenty something years later or whatever it's a better game pretty much by default but but just from the ground up it's they gave it a lot of love and they they poured uh, uh a lot of attention into the animation the look of it it, it looks beautiful and i really enjoyed the game like it, it pretty much corrected all the issues with the original nes game for sure. I mean, and that's what I was, the reason I brought it up is like, so, you know, this, this retro collection of a boy and his Bob, that's $10. You get the NES game and you get the Game Boy Color or not Game Boy Color, just Game Boy regular uh, sequel. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's cool in itself from limited run, but you can get this, yeah. you can get the way forward game for just $5 more. You can get it for fourteen ninety nine. Like right. it's very cheap on the eShop. So I say anybody who's interested in boy and his Bob, just go get that version. Like that's, I always wanted to play that one and it's like 15 bucks. Like that's yeah. the, you know, that's, yeah. that's the golden price, right. That we've said before. And uh, yeah, just go check that yep. one out. I think it's already out. Yeah. You don't even have to wait till the 19th or whenever it's coming out. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure there's two different companies involved with, you know, the retro collection and then the, you know, the Wii one, whatever, but it's like, come on guys, if we can, you know, get the, all the Jurassic park games in one collection, a boy in his Bob blob, blob should have one collection with all the, the games there's only three games as far as i know like put it all together i, I want them to change the um to, to change like uh the talking simpsons show to a boy and his bob and it's just a it's just about it's just about henry and his bob <laughs> since we keep saying a boy and his bob uh yeah um yeah no I, I i agree like it would be cool to see all of them in there but it yeah if i get if i get interested in playing a boy and his blob i will just get the way forward one because yeah i always kind of want to try that one out uh it's the 17th 10 17th when it's coming out also on the same day as that is Sonic Superstars coming out for $60. I'm interested. I don't think I'll buy it at launch, but I'm still interested. I want to see what the reviews are like. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed Ecto Edition. Totally forgot about this. Uh, it's a it's a first-person shooter online multiplayer game that includes all of the DLC that has ever coming out. For 20 bucks. I don't remember. Yeah, for 20 bucks. I don't remember anything about this game, but... If it, I don't know, I you know I like first person shooters. I like Ghostbusters. Uh, I like online multiplayer. Sometimes I don't know. We'll see how it's reviewed. It's just kind of it looked kind of cool when I looked at. it. I was like, yeah, it's only twenty bucks. I don't know. It like I said, October's pretty loaded, so I'm trying to like mm-hmm. weigh out what I'm getting anyway. I'm definitely getting Dementium. That's pretty much the only one I think that's a total solid point on here, aside from Mario Wonder, of course. But that sort of thing. I don't know. I'm interested in it. Skull Island Rise of Kong. I don't know. I just put this on here because it looked, yeah, I don't know. It kind of looked fun. I like, you know, I like games that have giant monsters running around destroying things. And if the King Kong game was fun enough, I might be interested in it. I don't know. I'd never, I had not heard of it at all. And I just randomly saw it on the eShop and I was like, huh, 
It's like an origin story of King of Kong, like on a you know hanging around Skull Island or whatever. King of Kong, oh no, or, or not King of Kong, King Kong, <laughs> King Kong. No, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> the origin story of Steve Weeby back when he used to run around and punch people, or not Steve Weeby, uh, <laughs> the other one, Billy Mitchell. Uh, this one is a definite for me though. Uh, Gargoyles remastered, coming out on ten nineteen. That's a remaster of the Genesis game, right? I don't know if you guys were ever fans of Gargoyles, but if you ever liked a television show called Star Trek: The Next Generation. You should love Gargoyles because it pretty much has all the same actors in it except as voice actors. It's a it's a Shakespearean uh, show about Gargoyles starring oh. Worf and Geordi and and uh, I think uh, Shakespearean. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Like they're um, you know they they have like sh- they they talk Shakespeare like and they have Shakespeare esque oh. stories. It's a really good show. I don't know if you ever watched it when it was out, but it's was great. For, it was a Disney show, was. right? It's a cartoon. It yeah, it was. A, it was a nineties. Yeah, it kind of looked like it, it, it. I think it was pretty directly inspired by the the Bruce Tim, Tim Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. Series. Definitely like, had it had, it had, had, had a very similar look to it, but Disney fied. Yeah, had a, had a lot of the same. Had a lot of the same actors as Star Trek: Next Generation. It's, I just think of the uh, gargoyles in uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, these ones are. Let's cool. make Jason Disney Alan now Canada. yours by creating your profile. Oh my god! Hold on. Ready? Let's oh, go. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking computer attacked me. I know this. This is much. This is much better. And uh, and yeah, and intelligent. Um, no, I'm, I'm really excited about playing this because I, I like I like that show and I like I you know anything that's like 16 bit based on animated stuff from the 90s. That's yeah. exactly what I'm into. It's cool that you can swap between the original graphics and then I love that too. Graphics that make it look like the show. That's one of my favorite things too is being able to swap graphics from the original one. You can do that, right? Or did you just make that up? Yep. Awesome. Oh, you can do that. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, this next one, um, didn't realize it was coming out so soon. Hot Wheels Unleashed 2. Remember Hot Wheels Unleashed 1? I feel like you just got that, Jeremy. I do. Didn't you just get it like this year or last year or something? It wasn't eh, that long ago. Yeah, like late last year probably. Yeah, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 already coming out on the on October t- 19th for $50. 50 bucks. I never made it all the way through the first one, but I did enjoy it for the most part. But I don't know. I don't think I'm going to dive into it, especially since it's coming out one day before Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which we know about that. That's coming out October 20th for $60. I'm sure we're all getting that. I'm getting it. John's getting it. I'm sure you're getting it too. Jeremy. What? Mario Wander? Mario Wander, yeah. Mar- Mario Oneeder. If it was Wander spelled W A N D E R, maybe I'd care. But. <laughs> I wanted to be Mario Oneeder, but from that that movie that I guess nobody remembers other than me. I remember that movie. <laughs> that thing you do. Yep, that one. I want to play Mario go. Andretti. Uh, well, yes. He, For those he, who don't know, we're talking about the band of that movie was called The Wonders, with spelled O N E D E R. Yeah, the Oneeders. Uh, <laughs> uh, Just Dance coming out on the twenty fourth. The new Just Dance. I just put it on there just because it's funny that they still make those games so people like them whatever and i couldn't find a price for it i'm sure it's 60 bucks metal gear solid master collection is coming out the same day as well for 60 dollars. i i might still get it just because i loved metal gear solid 3 so much when it came out i know they all run at 30 fps but you know what the original games did too so suck it (laughs) that's just the way they look and i want to play metal gear solid 1 on playstation 1 i never played that one i only played the gamecube one so I kind of want to play. Wait and see how how like how, what what the extras and all that all the features and stuff are because it's three games, right? 
Uh, no, no, you're getting more than that. Well, there's well, there's three oh. like three D games. So you get Metal Gear Solid One, you get Metal Gear Solid Two, Metal Gear Solid Three. But you also get the uh, MSX Metal Gears, and you also get the NES Metal Gears, which have never been released, have never been re released, because Hideo Kojima cool. forbid it. But he doesn't work at Konami anymore, so now they can do it. Yeah. And it's and it's actually only getting released for the Switch version as well, which is cool. None of the other systems will be getting the specific NES. Snakes, the whatever Metal Gear games, and Snakes Revenge, the second one, is apparently like Kojima's most hated game of all time. He hates that game so much, and he would never allow it to come out. But now it is because he's not there anymore. So there you go. So you get like like what six or seven or eight games, something like that. Still sixty dollars. I still want to see like what the presentation is. You know, now that uh, uh, Digital Eclipse has shown us how to do it, if they're not up to that. Um, I have a feeling it's just going to be the same game that they released on. I don't think and PS3. I don't know if you're. I wish they should at least like give you like. I don't remember which the the Metal Gear Solid like the extra when you got the deluxe Metal Gear Solid game that came out later the three one that had all the extra like deleted scenes and like all this all this uh, extra shit on it. They should at least put all that in there. But I don't even I don't even know if that'll be in there. But I guess they weren't they like including like like uh, motion comics and stuff like all this other stuff like it's a it's a fucking meaty download like it's a lot of fucking actually it's not i think it's like four gigs i, I looked at there's other ones that are that are meatier than that but uh but no I, i'm just you can i know you can buy all the games separately like you can buy a uh, metal gear solid one or two or three for 20 bucks each or you can buy like the nes msx ones for i don't know maybe 20 bucks as well something like that you can buy them separately like that but I kind of want to do it just to play Metal Gear Solid 3 again because I love that game so much when it came out. And just see how badly it's aged because I'm sure it's creepy as fuck and I know it's super horny. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but I love that game so much. I mean, much. it's called Snake Eater. I mean, I can only imagine what that means. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, I mean, I guess like the boss, like the lady, the boss, she's like, you know, she's super cool. And not really. and But, but you know, Metal Gear Solid like uh, bosses are always kind of barely wearing anything that that sort of thing it's let's just say it finally answers the question of how big boss cloned himself but uh what is it um also i think somebody found out that you know the original metal gear solid one when psycho mantis like scans your uh scans your memory card like that's still in mm-hmm. it and they're going basically going to scan all of the con the konami games that are on your switch so we'll there'll be new dialogue in there is what i saw rumored so that's cool that's pretty cool that's if you actually have any konami games you don't? Oh. I mean, you got Castlevania on there. <laughs> oh yeah, I do have Castlevania. Yeah, so, uh, you got some Konami collection. stuff on there. I got, I got the arcade collection too. I, I got a decent amount of Konami stuff. Crazy Racers. Uh, what's what? I, what I think is good. I mean, it's you know maybe some people are upset about it. I think it's great. The uh, the Batman collection is actually getting delayed to like December. I thought October was already too crowded, that. so they're like, let's get out, get out of here, <laughs> get, get, go to. I think they're what are they launching like December first, which is the same day December as, 1st, as uh, yep. Dragon Quest Monsters. So that's uh, sorry. There's sorry, so much sorry, coming Batman. out, and I already have. You know, I, I told you like a week or two ago, I made a folder of, you know, up next or whatever. I have like twelve games in that folder, so I intend to play through those first before I buy any more games besides Mario Wonder. Sure. Sounds like a plan. Which, as I say that, I forgot, now I remember. I, I forgot to mention that I actually bought a game this past week. Well, you, I did. Well, what, yeah, we we got to even put it on there. There's like we'll a couple. There's a couple more games on here, and then we'll talk about the game that you got. Um, sure. Metal Gear Solid Master Collection. 
Yeah, I'm. I want to play three again. Uh, Dave the Diver, hundred percent on that one. I'm buying that game. Comes Dan out on the, the, the twenty sixth. Yeah. Dave the Diver, not to be confused with Dan the Diver. That's the that's the guest that we'll have on uh, to talk about that. Did you play game. the demo in the meantime? Because I don't think you played the demo last I did. week when we talked, right? I did. Yeah, did you? I played. Yeah, it all, Trey finished the demo. I played it all the way through we last week. Last week, yeah. okay. Yeah, we, Jeremy and I, we both had the same uh, problem where where we played through the demo and then we tried to continue it and it just made us watch the 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 uh, video again of the stuff that yeah. you'll see in the game. No, I lo- I love the game. Yeah, I played the demo and I totally dug it. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm buying that game 100%. It's uh wonderful. I love the cutscenes. I like the I like the gameplay loop. I like the I like the restaurant management. And yeah, but I got a whole bunch of fish and I like shooting fish with a shotgun underwater. Like wonderful. That was pretty satisfying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that that game that game was awesome. I'm uh, I'm uh, pretty psyched about that one. Uh, Trip World. This is one that I put on there for I'm you, John, this. because uh, Sunsoft they have a, that's coming out the same day as Dave the Diver for twenty dollars. Yep. That's a unreleased or this is remake sort of a, or uh, it's, a, it's not unreleased. It was on the Game Boy, and it's, it's sort of a cousin to to uh, Mr. Gimmick. As far as like people kind of mention those in the same breath, so supposedly they sort of feel the same. And how they play, and of course, they're both cutesy platformers. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, that one's uh, that one's on my radar. It's on the same day as Dave the Diver, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's happening then. It's also a couple days away from Metal Gear, so I'm tempted to just get Metal Gear Solid Three, but I always want to get the whole collection if I'm going to get it. You know, I don't want to just get one. Yeah, I'm going to get the whole thing if I get it. Probably on sale. Probably in a couple months. It'll be yeah. It'll be on. Um, and the other one, uh, I just put it on there because it was on a direct. Uh, Headbangers, yeah. Head, Headbangers Rhythm Royale. That's the one with the, uh, the pigeon with the, game. With the birds. Yeah, is coming out on Halloween on um, the thirty first. That caps that caps my list of uh, October games. There's a fucking lot in there. A lot more than I thought. Yeah. Um, I'm really I'm really looking forward to playing Dementium for the third time next week. Real quick, the game that I got, I got that I mentioned was Happy Game. This was oh, also yeah, on yeah. a direct, like probably two or three years ago at this point, and it's um, it's interesting. It's like you you you're a kid, you go to sleep, and you're basically playing through this kid's nightmare, and the 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 graphics are like basically just illustrations, and they're like really weird, kind of messed up illustrations, like the kind that you might, you know, the disturbed kid in high school might draw in his notebook, that kind of thing. It looks like like kind of a little sketchy and all that. Um, the game actually starts with a warning. A bunch of text pops up, pops up on screen, basically telling you like, Hey, if you're not into like kind of weird twisted stuff, maybe put this down and don't try it. And it says explicitly at the bottom, happy game is not a happy game. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm sorry if we so missed, far, if we misdirected you there you know, with the not, name. Uh, I'm not that far into it, not that deep into it, but there's like, just like l- twisted little puzzles. There's, you know, blood on the floor and, and the little kid is like, he's almost like maybe you might remember Mr. Bill from Saturday night live in the seventies. Yeah. He kind of makes that oh, oh voice. That's like how the kid reacts throughout the whole game as he's being, you know, tortured and scared and all that stuff. So far after about 45 minutes of playing the game, I think it's like, um, it, it, it's, it's, it feels like it was a mobile game. I'm pretty sure it was a mobile game where you, where the controls are, you touch things and see what happens because it's a, a curse that moves across the screen and 
you know, that's a little bit of a, a compromise. Like I almost wish that I got it on iPad instead or something, but I'll keep playing at it and have further impressions later. Did you, uh, I guess, I don't know where, I don't know where it is in the notes. If it is, did you end up getting that hand game that you were, uh, no, not yet. I downloaded the demo. And so I look forward to trying it after the show. So the show, it's called what super hand adventure. Is that what it's called? Let me check. I got, I got the demo too. Well, I mean, cause, well, cause I, I found the demo. Uh, it's called super adventure hand, super adventure hand. Yeah. So it's like, what if you were a thing from the Adams family in a platformer? I watched the video and the animation looks really good. Like I was definitely intrigued by it. Uh, it's funny. The yeah. demo says super adventure hand hands on preview is what the demo is called. Right. Instead of a, <laughs> instead of a demo, it's called the hands on preview. So they're obviously like, you know, having having their fun with it and it's like what like from, it's from like, what i've read it's going for the weird kind of octodad controls mm-hmm. I, I believe you there's I, I haven't tried it at all but I've, I've, you're operating each finger individually okay yeah it looked kind of it looked kind of a little like wonky in that way but i thought it looked good like i thought the animation looked really good yeah. and there's something about like feet versus hands or whatever you know like really really right. weird shit like that and i'm like oh yeah sure cool there's a demo on online so go ahead and try it if you're interested and it's 13 bucks so if i like it this is my kind of thing i think yeah i was gonna say it's kind of cheap i thought it was like yeah i thought it was like 11 or 12 or 13 or whatever yeah. um yeah i would i would have put it in my october release but it actually came out in uh september so it doesn't it doesn't count but uh but no it's yeah it looks interesting from what i saw of it and uh we'll come back with demo impressions i'm sure next week let's see what else oh yeah i guess we should mention this from last week uh jeremy was right the red dead redemption 2 rumor for switch was incorrect and we found that out pretty much like right after we got done uh recording that it was and even what was it it came directly from the yeah. people that they found it was that it was a typo or whatever like it was typo a- they were just talking about red dead redemption one yep even though i still think it could run like even you know on cloud cloud but cloud doesn't you know, people don't really use cloud anymore. Which, speaking of which, why don't we talk about something that's not on cloud that John loved? Yeah. That's on that's on cloud. Yeah, you can you know what that segue is going to. Yeah, wait so on me. We're getting uh, Hitman Blood Money, which I guess was re- released on on PS4 and Xbox, but it's finally coming to uh, Switch. So I'm pretty excited about this because I love the Hitman games and and you know, to get a brand new one, I've never expected there would be another one on switch and here it comes they say it's coming winter uh completely yeah, so completely native year. as well like uh, no no cloud like i said no cloud here like yeah. running running on the yeah system, i never played so. that one um but i think it came out right before they rebooted the series right it was like the last i thought it was yeah, after it, after silent Assassin, I think was, right i think there was two like for the 360 and uh, this this one was on PS2 actually. I, think I do like remember there was a. Yeah. I do remember they did like a PG version of it for kids. It was called Blood uh, Milk Money. Milk Money, yeah. Blood Money. Milk Man, Milk Money. <laughs> uh, we we actually, I mean, we like we just talked about this because of um, because of our uh, our, our Patreon specific uh, best GameCube games episode. So so the the order was a uh, Hitman Two, Silent Assassins. Hitman Contracts is Hitman Contracts is the one that's getting the remake, right? No, it's, it's Blood, Money. Blood Money. Blood Money. Okay, so Hitman Contracts was the sequel to Silent Assassin, and Hitman Blood Money was after that, two thousand six. 
Got it. So this is the last one before the reboot. Oh no! There cool. actually no, it wasn't. Uh, Hitman Absolution oh. was the last one after before. Oh, the I forgot about Absolution. Yep. Yeah, that was 2012. Or no, no, Absolution is IO Interactive. Well, I guess World of Assassin was was the reboot. So, Correct. so they worked Correct. on both of them. Regardless, uh, I'm interested in it because you know I love remakes yeah. of the PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube era games. So, or like yeah. even you know HD remasters, whatever. I'm always into that stuff. So. I'd give it a look. I'm intrigued to know if they've if they've updated it to specifically be more like the the modern games. If the modern games, the modern trilogy was a pretty big hit, and people still play it to this day. And uh, I wonder if they just decided, well, let's get one more one more out of this uh, series and, and, and make it you know familiar to people who are into this new new edition. Yeah, pe- people people named John still uh, still play still, yep. still play it. People still play. I'm telling you, it's it's a popular series. If you look on YouTube, there's I, 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 I believe it. I mean, I, I mean, you're the only one. Lots, I, I lots of hits playing it. it. I mean, it's the only assassin game I can think of off the top of my head. Yep. There's no other games that it are took out all assassins. the rest. <laughs> I mean, you're the only one that I talk directly that plays it. But yeah, no, I, I know other people play it. I I play it. I oh, oh you played you played oh, it also. Yeah, you know you're right. You did play Hitman Three. I own it on the PS5, and I have and I have PS4, Hitman. I have Hitman on one of them for PS4, and I and I think I installed it. I just never played it. I know I didn't install it. I just found it because I had lost it. Okay, give it a try. I think I think that uh, you'll enjoy it. There's certain RPG elements you have to build your guy up and all that stuff. I think you'll you'll enjoy it. I do like I do like building stuff up, uh, but let's talk about the opposite of building stuff up. Uh, it just got announced that uh, Wii U and 3DS internet dying next year. Like everything, April online stuff down. Early April, like those things become. Oh man, it's sad. So uh, make sure and get in especially those plays. The 3DS of, uh, especially is just like wow. Well, it's like what would they really just kicked that to the curb, didn't they? But I mean, but it's like what would you play online 3DS Mario Mario Kart Seven? Like what is a Animal Crossing? Oh, uh, New Leaf, yeah. That was another thing. Uh, well, yeah, thing that was never the the street pass thing where you could like look at people's houses and buy all the stuff they had in their houses when you walk by. It was so cool. Uh, I think one of the main things is uh, uh, Mario Maker Wii U Mario Maker. Make sure you boot up your Wii U again and just go through and get online for that because Mario Maker is going to be pretty useless after they drop the internet. Right? It's going to be no all like, those it, levels. It's going to be like the 3DS one, but minus all of those ones that the company that the Pink company Yoshi made. Yoshi and the Clown Wizards gone forever yeah what i would like to do um if anybody listening to this is a fan of metroid um what's it called uh fuck all right if anybody's who's a a fan of metroid federation force uh please uh contact me so we can play online and get through it i always wanted to beat that game but the but the online community died on it so quickly and and triforce heroes i love that game too i wanted to play through both of those but there was but the online just like just like you know went out or any of the Monster Hunter games that are only on 3DS. Like, there, there's a big online one that I'm sure is still going because, you know, Monster Hunter's Monster Hunter. Like, people love that shit. So, yeah, it's it's yep. it's sad to see shit like that go away. It's really sad. Yeah. Like, wow. There's oh, just and- so much history in those two consoles, like, with what they've put on them and, like, the access to back catalog stuff. But mm. just having that all just, like... And that's Wii as well. I mean, we I know we got... Terminated a while ago, but the Wii U lets you keep using Wii stuff. So they're really just choking out all their previous generation. It's only Switch. Yep. 
Switch, switch or nothing. Uh, I know both of you have it. What you should do before the internet is killed on the Wii U is you should play Splatoon 1 online because you can still do it. I know John and Jeremy yep. both own this game. So so start up your Wii U and play the first Splatoon and learn about how... I think, was it they're shorter and they got taller as the later Splatoons go or they got shorter? I don't know. There's a, there's a, If you look, I've seen videos about like how the... The ink, the ink people have changed in sizes between uh, Splatoon one, two, and three. But go back and play Splatoon one. You said you love the single player Splatoon three. Play the single player Splatoon one, which you don't need internet for that. But that's I was gonna awesome. say, why but, would you do that? If well, you need to just experience the multiplayer for now. Yeah, well, play the multiplayer, but also the single player is really, really good. But do it after April. Yeah, yeah. But go back and play Splatoon one online and play. You know, Jeremy. Yeah, play. Get get online and play. The Clown Wizards again. <laughs> Big Yoshi and the Clown Wizards. Could you get your last I think it's important that we play Sega All-Star Racing Transformed. I love that game. Danica I want to be Danica, Danica Patrick, Patrick one last time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can still be here. You just you just can't play other people online with her. That was that was a wonderful game. Yeah, I know this. There was... Reporting on this, um, I was reminded that there is something called the Pretendo Network. We, we mentioned this uh, at some point in the past. But it's this group that's uh, basically building their own private servers to keep the Wii U and 3DS uh, afloat, and I think they they have the Wii on there as well. So how does that work? Like, how would you if if you wanted to like like like, like if you wanted to like get online and play mm-hmm. your Wii? How do you do that? I don't I don't know. Um, but if you look at their website, it's it's really well put together. It looks like a you know very professional. This is not like some so some like you know hack service or whatever is from the presentation on this website it just looks like really polished um so let's read more about it. it says pretendo is a free and open source replacement for nintendo servers both the 3ds and wii u not wii as i said just wii u uh allowing online connectivity for all even after the original servers are discontinued so let's go to like frequently asked questions how do i use pretendo Pretendo is currently not in a state that is ready for public use. However, once it is, you will be able to use Pretendo simply by running our homebrew, homebrew patcher on your console. Yeah. Okay, I don't, how do you get that on, I, your, I on think, your console? I, I think it's, I think you have to, it, it, to me, it sounds like you may have to soft hack your console or something like that says, to get a homebrew. Will I need hacks to connect? They say, yes, you will need to hack your device to connect. However, on Wii U, you will only need access to the homebrew launcher. But you have to hack your Wii U to get it on there, I think, because it because you can't. I mean, you obviously can't download it from the eShop because the eShop isn't there anymore for the Wii U. You know, it went, it went, it's it unclear went from the way they worded it because it says, "You know, will I need hacks to connect?" Yes, you will need hack to hack your device to connect. However, on Wii U, you will only need access to the Homebrew Launcher. Maybe you can put that on through an SD card or something like that. Because I don't want to. No. I'm not hacking my systems. Is what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm not going that far. But uh, yeah. I always wondered about that because they had like the. Do you remember the warp pipe uh, where where like you could yeah. play a uh, Mario Kart Double Dash and uh, Kirby Air Ride online for GameCube, and they kept they kept Kirby Air Ride going for a long time because people really loved that game. They should re-release that game with online. I would love to fucking play that nowadays and sure. online. That'd be great. It was crazy. It had this like super open world structure where you could fly around these these three D worlds and shit. It was kind of ahead of its time. But uh, but yeah. Yeah, I would like to see that, but I, I could never do it because I never bought the the modem for the GameCube. You know, that's what held me back from it. But yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, 
3DS, Wii U, online, we salute you. Um, I mean, you'll, you'll be around for six-ish more months, but still. Get to playing your Mario Maker 1 now. Like, play that game. That was a great game. I know there's no multiplayer, but I liked it better than 2. Played it a lot more than 2. Lisa's got skins. You can scan your Amiibo on there. You can play You can play as, you know, Luigi and Yoshi and Pokemon. You can play as fucking Pokemon on there. So there's so much... Download so your, you can do. you know, download your favorite levels. It, couldn't you download levels on the original one? You can on, on number two. If yeah, you, yeah you, could, you could in the original one. You should one, be able yeah. to go on there and, and download the download the levels. Yeah, I guess you, yeah, you could do that. And I mean, you can only hold so many, but however many you can hold, try to find your favorites. Right. But it's just, it's nice to just like, it's nice to just like throw it on and just, you know, just have it be like, just choose me a level, you know? And you can do that on Mario too. I just, I don't know. I won. I've, I loved one. The, on the, the extra, the, the Wii gamepad really made that game. I mean, I've said Oh, it definitely. Like, definitely for making it. levels, for sure. It, I mean, Mario it was designed, Maker 1 was so much better. It was two. designed for it with the, with the gamepad, 100%. Uh, so on the same note, this is our last week to play Pac-Man 99 online. What? Which I thought that game was discontinued a long time ago. I oh no, it was this. It was still up and running. They said like they said this month, and I thought that meant like last month that there was like September or whatever. But yeah, jump on. You you guys got a chance to uh to try to win the game, try to get to my level. I, I won the game, so just try to get as good I as I am too. in one week. And Pac-Man 99? Yes. I, I thought it was just Mario 35. I won both. Are you sure you're not uh, just living through my stories like you did for for Jeremy's? Uh, saw Jeremy's the, saw the guy uh, buying no, both of you, I do remember both of you winning in Pac-Man. <laughs> so I, didn't ever be, I never got first in Pac-Man. Well, I you, got first in the Mario 35 event. Oh, Fortnite twice. Oh. Good for you, Fortnite. I have to get on there with my. Uh, we might get on there with the Discord group. Maybe they can help me win that. I want to mention that Sega just canceled its most expensive game ever. Not that I ever cared about this game or the development of it, um, but for another reason. So, this game, Hyenas, which was, you might recall, um, Sega mentioning that they were coming out with some super games. This was a couple months ago, maybe oh, a year ago. Do you guys yeah, remember those? Yeah, Sega mentioning long time ago, developing yeah. some super games. Um, folks are suspecting that this is one of the games that they were talking about, Hyenas. It turned out to be their most expensive game ever. Why I want to mention this is because it defeated the longstanding uh, holder of that title, Shenmue. Shenmue at the time in late 90s cost 70 million dollars to make an outrageous sum for a game of that period and this game finally beat it so Shenmue lives in shame no more hmm. hyenas you're now the worst and you didn't even come out yeah i didn't even know what this was like i saw it and i was like i don't even know what this game is i mean it's not uh, hyenas that's like the worst buffy episode right I don't know how many of you have watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but there's a really, really bad one with hyenas. It's a first season one. Rough. <clears throat> I think it was hyenas. They they turn into some sort of weird zoo animal. Yeah, hyenas are actually out in the wild. They're not just in the zoo. Well, that one was animals that were in the zoo. Oh, okay. It took place in the zoo. So, there's, you know, animals can, can be put in the zoo. You understand the way zoos work. Yeah, it's like aquariums. 
except without the water. Uh, is there any is there any other new stuff to, to talk about that we, that we missed? Well, this is kind of a big deal. Pokemon Red and Blue had its 25th anniversary. Yes, yeah, so what was it? Uh, uh, Nintendo 64 had an anniversary, too. Since, yeah, we uh, talked about that, didn't we? 96. We mentioned it for a second. I mean, because it came out on like the 27th or something like that. It was like... Last yeah, week. but that's a 27 years. That's... We do fives and zeros. I think that's what's important. It's still an anniversary. What's... I mean, what's... The... I wish they'd bring red and blue to Switch. Yeah. Not happen. happening. But... I mean, they went ahead and made the controllers red and blue. They can't come out with the Pokemon red and blue. Nope. <laughs> See, I disagree with you, Trey. I think eventually they will come out. They'll just be well. well they will. They, they they just won't thing. be. They just won't be on the Game Boy app. Exactly. Yeah. I guess in a way they did come out because of Let's Play, uh, Eevee and um, Rotata or whatever those were. Those were uh, those were based off the first games, right? Let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah. Yeah. They were, but they were not great because they because you had to use the motion control at all times. So happy anniversary to the time that I downloaded Pokemon on an emulator and then just never played it yet. Surprisingly robust RPG for the time, really. Probably brought a lot of people into RPGs that never would have played them before. I definitely had a lot. Well, it was 1997, right? So it's Pokemon 1997. came out in the U.S. in 98, yeah. It's 1997, though. This one is. This is a Japanese one. Yeah, all those 3DS Pokemon games get truncated too. It's crazy. Oh yeah, we'll be able to play an X and Y and. Is Pokemon Home? Them. Is Pokemon Home Aloha. like uh, getting killed too? Then I guess well for 3DS, right? So you so uh, transfer. Yeah. I think all they your... mentioned specifically that Pokemon Home is not being killed. It's the only thing. Really. Yep. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, is there anything left on the outline that anybody wants to talk about? <laughs> nope. Was trying to find the actual dates of Pokemon, but it really doesn't matter. I did see this thing about Epic Games like laying off a bunch of people, and I saw like Playtonic was one of the big people that are hurt from that. So I talked yeah, an awful true. lot. I talked an awful lot about Fall Guys back when it first came out, and then it is available on the Switch now. But a lot of those people got canned because that studio got bought out, and then they got rid of a lot of them. That's kind of crazy that they 16% like sixteen percent of its workforce. They made this amazing game that was so popular you know, i even remember talking about uh on the show i was like you know at this point they're like such a grassroots thing that companies are reaching out to them wanting them to do like, like sponsored content well eventually they did all, all this sponsored content and then they sold epic games or they sold themselves to epic games for a bunch of money and then as far as i can tell they all got canned like most of them got canned but they probably have a lot of money i hope so yeah epic games if they made their deals right hopefully yeah. they they left with a lot of cash even if they were camp. Yeah, the Epic Games thing kind of uh made me a little uh worried because uh because like Horizon Chase is now under Epic Games. Like that was like the big huge uh negative thing about that game was that it like tries to force you to to log into your Epic Games account to play it, you know, and it's They kinda, own Bandcamp. And it's kind of glitchy it's if, if you if you, if you don't and they I'm like it. I'm like did, oh, they did, did I'm like did Aquarius yep, get, uh, yep. get canned too during all this? I mean, acquiring of things is bad because everything gets, people get fired and, you know. They sold crap. Bandcamp? They sold Bandcamp, yep. That was stupid. What's Bandcamp? I don't know. It's like Spotify for 
DIY. It's like uh, oh, isn't that where you like well, I, I, can buy stuff like Etsy, from but music? Oh no, no, yeah, I, yeah, I never. Oh, I, I know what Bandcamp is because I, I bought yeah. uh, video game soundtracks from there from specific artists. Yep, every Friday, uh, artists get a hundred percent of the of the uh, amount that they sell stuff for. That's so fucked up. Cool. It should be hundred percent every day. Like, why is it one day? Well, <laughs> yeah, they're taking their cut. I understand. They gotta get some this is capitalism after all. And I never got it for that time because I edit on Thursdays. And when I need the music for the podcast, I get it on Thursday. Sorry. Actually, it might be Friday technically because I edit really early in the morning sometimes at 2 a.m. But yeah, speaking of editing, we should probably uh, be done with this episode because we're about at that time. Cut and run. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening to episode 391. Uh, Let us know which games in October you're planning on getting. Or let us know if there's any that we missed in there. So, yeah. And um, if you would like to hear more of us talking go to patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast we just recorded an expansion pack episode about our top 10 favorite best of all time gamecube games and it's an hour longer than this episode so it's uh so i'm actually didn't think it looked that bad at this at this length compared to the other one but it's it's a good one we talk about a lot of shit there's there's some fun audio stuff in there and just a lot of uh reminiscing about one of the greatest consoles of all time the gamecube there you go, and also uh, you can and also you can find us at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I stream every Monday night. I'm playing a lot of AW. I'll probably I'll definitely be playing Danhausen next week when that gets added. And you can find the uh, versions of that on uh, youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast as well. Check that out. And you can find Jeremy and I on the website that will forever be called Twitter at jmaxtack and at Nintendo underscore domain. And I think that's all the things that you can find us at. That's all the things. Or go to Facebook and join our community or something and say hello to us or yeah. something like that. Or give us some reviews or whatever on your pod thing that you use. Tell us what we should play on 3DS and Wii U before it's gone. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we did get that for when it was... Uh, I mean, you can still play stuff. It's just like online stuff. I mean, as far as like online games. Yeah. Tell me where I can find somebody to play uh, Federation Force with me, or Triforce Heroes. But yeah, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Kowski. John Nitter. And uh, we'll see you next time. See ya! See ya. Sega? <laughs> see ya. Chandelier. <laughs>